Okay, God is so good. Um, so before I get started, I want to share um, a few announcements. Um, so if you are familiar, I shared last week on May 16th, we're going to do a um, like a chili dog um, outreach event. And so if you would like to come join us, uh, we're going to be giving away uh, hot dogs to the community. And so if you'd like to come and help and join us, um, let me know or let uh, Lenny or Mary White know, and we will um, figure out who can help in what way. And so that's May 16th. So if you um, are able to help, let us know. And if you know somebody who would benefit from uh, having a couple hot dogs and getting out, um, let them know about it. And, uh, yeah, we just want to bless the community. And so we're thankful that, um, you know, starting tomorrow, things are going to be a little bit more open. And so uh, we will let you know what that looks like for church going forward um, in the near future. So stay tuned for that. And um, if you're visiting from a different church, um, hopefully... All of the churches will be able to gather again soon, and we got and we bless you um, heading back to your regular church. So um, thank you again for joining us, and we get to worship together today. Um, I believe that's the all the announcements. Uh, kids, there is a video if you have kids in the car um, online, and if they haven't watched it already, they can watch it. Uh, but let me let me pray before we get started. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you're the way maker and the miracle worker, Lord God. You are so great and mighty. You are all that we need and everything that we could ask or imagine, Lord God, even more than we can imagine, Father God. You take care of us. You're here with us, Lord Jesus. No matter what the world looks like, you're in control, and we thank you for that, Lord God. We thank you that that you are with us and you take care of us, and we can celebrate your goodness through that, Lord God. Father God, for this message, Lord Jesus, I ask that you uh, speak through me uh, so we can be encouraged and we can um, better understand who you are and uh, what you're doing in the world. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So this morning, I am going to be continuing talking about... um, the series When Pigs Fly. And and so we started last week talking about it and um, the idea of miracles because we all want miracles. We're all looking for miracles and we're thankful that God is still a miracle working God. No matter what we see, we there's a lot of things that are going on that God is in control and sometimes we don't see what's happening, but he is always in control and he is the miracle worker and the way maker. And that's a that's a wonderful song that we get to sing. And so we're going to be continuing talking about Elisha and um, what happened in his life and his story and how that relates to us and our story. So last week we talked about um, that he asked the question, where now is the God of Elijah, right? And God, the God of Elijah is here with us today. He's here with us wherever we go because of the Holy Spirit. We have the same power inside of us that God is is using. And so we talked about when when he hit the water and it split and he walked through uh, on the Jordan River 
on dry ground. And so this morning I want to look at 2 Kings chapter 5. And so um, before I start reading, 2 Kings chapter 5 is the story of when Elisha uh, meets a man named Naaman. And maybe you've heard of that story, right? Uh, Naaman was a, a, an army general from Aram. And so he was a, a leader of a rival country, right? He didn't live in, in Jerusalem. He didn't live in Judea. He was not an Israelite. But he heard about Elisha from a servant girl. And he had leprosy, so he had a lot of, um, a lot of medical issues. So this servant girl said, oh, go to Elisha. He is the prophet of God, and you can be healed if you go talk to him. And so as the account goes, Naaman um, gets to Israel. He travels all the way there, and he goes to talk to Elisha. But instead of Elisha coming to talk to him, uh, he sends his servant, Gehazi um, and says, go take a bath seven times in the Jordan River, right? And so so Naaman gets all huffy and he's like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound like a very respectable thing to do. But eventually he ends up um, following the word of the prophet or what God is telling them. Sometimes we, we get stuck in, in um, you know, maybe what God is calling us to do isn't, isn't good enough, right? Sometimes we see something somebody else is doing and, well, God has a plan for them, but maybe the plan for me is not as as exciting as somebody else. But we all need to follow the word of the Lord. And eventually, Naaman follows what um, Elisha is saying. He goes and he, he bathes in the Jordan River, and when he does, the leprosy is cleansed from him just like he was told it would happen. And so he is healed miraculously because he was obedient and he followed what God wanted him to do. And then so he goes to Elisha and he says, he says, let me, let me give you clothes and treasure and all this kind of stuff, right? He wants to give Elisha gifts because he was healed and he's, he's looking to Elisha saying, oh, because of you, great man of God, I, I, I want to honor you. I want to bless you. And there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, helping each other and, and being thankful. But Elisha says, as surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept a thing in verse 16. And so so um, Naaman, he he finally accepts that after trying to to persuade Elisha to to accept something. Finally, he's like, "Okay, fine. And so Naaman leaves. And um, that's when we're going to enter this story, because that's when it gets a little bit interesting in the story. And we're talking about miracles. But next week, we're going to look at healing. This week, we're going to look at the God who delivers or miracles of of deliverance from God and what he does in our lives. So if you would turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 19, I'm going to start reading there. 2 Kings 5, verse 19. Go in peace, so said Elisha. After Naaman had traveled some distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of the man of God, said to himself, "My master was too easy on Naaman, this uh, Armenian, by not accepting from him what he brought. He sure, as surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him." So Gehazi hurried after Naaman, 
When Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from his chariot to meet him. Is there, is everything all right? He asked. Everything is all right, Gehazi, I answered. My master sent me, said to me, uh, two young men from the company of prophets have just come, come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. By all means, take two, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them and then tried, uh, tied up two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to the servant and they, ca- and they carried the- them ahead of him. Um, when Gehazi came to the hill country, he took the things from the servants and put them away in his house. He sent, he set, sent the men away and they left. Then he went in and stood before his master Elisha. Where have you been, Gehazi? Elisha asked. Your servant didn't go anywhere, Gehazi answered. But Elisha said to him, Was not my spirit with you? When the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to take money or to accept clothes? Olive, olive groves, vineyards, flocks, herds, or manservants or maidservants? Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elijah's, Elisha's presence and he was leprous as white as snow. So that is the end of the account of Naaman being healed from leprosy. And so we we see here that something is going on in Gehazi. And so I want to point out that that God is the God of miracles and God is the God who delivers. And so we see from from the story that Gehazi fell into temptation, right? He 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 saw the man of God, Elisha, who was doing miracles and he was doing great things. And so Naaman, who was not even an Israelite, not a follower of God, was healed because he was obedient. And by the way, Naaman, because he was healed and because he saw that God was real, he began to worship the the real true God, the God of Israel. He 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 asked Elisha to to um to forgive him if he has to go into the the foreign gods and help his master because he wants to serve the true God always and forever. So through the miracle, he came to know the real God, the God that we all know and love today. But Gehazi, the, the man who had been with Elisha, right, the man who had been with the, the, the man of God and who had heard and seen great things from God, fell into temptation. And so I want to point out what Paul points out in Romans 3:23 for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right? It doesn't matter who we are or what we've what we've grown up in or or where we are. There is temptation going on in all of our lives all the time. And if we're not careful, we can fall just like uh, Gehazi fall into sin. And so we 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 see that there's a couple things that happen in his life. So the first thing that Gehazi we, we find is that he, he says to himself, my master was, was not, he was too easy on, on this foreign man, right? 
he was too graceful. He was too easy on him. And so in a, in a time where it's easy to get frustrated, it's easy to get irritated by, by other people, we, we can find ourselves like Gehazi and, and look at other people and say, oh, well, it's their fault or this or that and, and start blaming people and start, start letting things fester and irritate us, right? There's nothing wrong with getting angry, but it's when we let that anger consume us, right? That anger that festers, that anger that, that starts to, starts to get in our hearts. And so Gehazi, he started getting angry that that he felt like Elisha was being too easy. He he thought he he should have been paid for his work. He thought that that he was unjustly treated. We can feel like that sometimes, right? And that feeling of being unjustly treated or 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 being put on the back burner is not wrong. It's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to to get angry, but in our anger we must not fall into sin because it's easy to get swept away, right? So so Gehazi is there and he thinks, oh, my master, he, he should have done something more. He should have made him uh, give him something. But instead of going to Elisha and, and talking about it and, and looking at, hey, why did the, why did you do this? Why is this happening? And going to the Lord. A lot of times when we get angry, we, 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 instead of going to the Lord and asking Him questions and saying, Lord God, I know You're the God of miracles. I know You're the God who delivers. I know You're the God who does amazing things. Please help me. Holy Spirit, speak to me because I am, I am, I am not understanding what's happening. I am angry. I am frustrated. Please help me to not sin because it's easy to move from anger to sin. Or frustration into sin. So we don't want to do that. So instead of going to, to Elisha and, and talking about it, going, going and, and, and seeing what, what the reason is. We don't, we don't actually know the reason and it doesn't actually say that right away that, um, Gehazi got leprosy immediately right in front of Elisha. It just says he went away from Elisha and then was leprous. So we don't know. Maybe the stuff that Naaman had had germs on it, had stuff on it that Elisha knew by the Spirit of God was not safe for them to have. But we don't exactly know. But we know that Elisha knew something and he was listening to God's voice and knew that they shouldn't accept things. So Gehazi was frustrated and he was irritated and he let that frustration and irritation cause him to sin calls him to fall into temptation and 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 then he goes and he makes a plan right he makes this plan of oh well I'll go to Naaman and then he when he goes to Naaman he lies to him and then he cheats him out of clothes and out of these things and he starts he starts doing that but then he comes back and and he hides the stuff so so he he takes the time to hide his sin hide hide the things that we're that we're frustrated about and oh now now we've we've fallen into sin and then he goes and talks to Elisha again and Elisha asks him, right? A lot of times God asks us if we've, if we've messed up because it's a thing that happens, right? People mess up. We're human. We struggle sometimes in our thoughts, in our actions. But Elisha asks him, where have you been? And instead of coming clean and, and repenting and saying, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I did this thing. You said not to do it, but I disobeyed. I followed my own way. I was greedy. I was selfish. Instead of doing that, he lies again. Let's not lie to ourselves and let's not lie to God. If, if there's something going on, whether it's deep down or whether it's whatever's happening in our hearts, let's not lie to God because God is the God who delivers. He's the God who delivers us from all evil, all, all things that can fester 
in our hearts. So the first thing we understand from this story is that sin is real and there is a battle for our mind and our heart every day. And we must, we must be ready for that battle, no matter what it is, no matter if it's something you, you watched on the news or read somewhere or, or, or saw online. There's, there's so many ideas and things like that, that, that other people are, are, are saying or feeling. And it's easy to get swept away in the anger and the frustration and then use that to jump into sin. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be irritated, but it's not okay to sin. And there's a battle going on and sin is real, but we have the ability to stand against it through the power of the Holy Spirit, through God, who is the great deliverer, the miracle that we can have, who who sets us free, the, the miracle inside of us every day. And so first Peter five, uh, six through nine. Peter says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he will lift you up in due time, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. When, when, when you're feeling, feeling frustrated, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling desperate for, I need something new, I need something better, cast those cares on Christ because he cares for you and he will take care of them. He is the God who delivers in a time where, where we can easily get frustrated and lead, let that frustration and let that irritation come and, and lead us into sin. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Don't let yourselves be devoured today or, or tomorrow or when you wake up. Whether you have a good night's sleep, a bad night's sleep, whether you read something, where you see something, whatever's going on in your life, don't let the, de- the devil devour you, whether it's, it's from a spiritual attack or whether it's from somebody else saying something and influencing your mind and your heart. Don't let that happen. Allow the Holy Spirit to be your deliverer from the negativity that's going on in our world today. Looking for someone to devour, verse 9 says, Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Isn't everybody suffering today? We may not all be suffering the same way, but we're all struggling in different ways. There's a lot of people around the whole world who are sick. There's a lot of people who um, who have loved ones who have passed away. And there's a lot of people who are just plain irritated because maybe maybe nothing has changed except for the grocery store is frustrating and annoying to go to. Or maybe you've lost a job or whatever's going on. We are all struggling, but stand firm in the faith, knowing that he is the God who delivers us. But we don't want to be like a hazy eye and, 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 and look at a bad situation and make it worse. We want to look at a bad situation and say, I stand firm on the faith, knowing that God is the one who delivers. And I'm going to stand here. And even though I'm annoyed and even though I'm irritated and maybe angry and frustrated, I'm not going to let that frustration, that irritation cause me to sin. I'm not going to fall into the temptation of of saying things or doing things that leads me into sin. I'm going to stand firm knowing who God is and knowing that he is the one who delivers from all issues, right? 
So we can see that sometimes that irritation can cause us to sin, but we don't want to do that. Let's stand firm in our faith, knowing that God is real. God is the God of miracles. And sometimes those miracles we can't see because sometimes those miracles are inside of us, inside of our heart, inside of our mind. And as we do that, as we allow the, 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 the overwhelming, the, the, the miracle working power on the inside of us spread, sometimes we, we can uh, often, a lot of times when we do that, the, the overwhelming joy, the overwhelming peace, the overwhelming uh, reliance on the Holy Spirit will seep into everyone else. It's easy for people to get frustrated. It's easy to jump on a bandwagon and say, yeah, let's complain about that. Let's, let's, let's say that. Let's do that. But if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to work on the inside of us and deliver us from, from, from those things that, that, that hold us down, that, that, that make it so we can't obey and so we don't see great miracles on the outside, if we don't allow the miracles on the inside to happen first, then we're going to be disobedient and fall into temptation and fall into sin. And so it's, it's important that when, we, when we're talking about uh, falling into sin, we, we see from the end of, of the story, right? So Gehazi ends up, because of his sin, he ends up with leprosy. And so when we're talking about sin, when we're talking about falling into temptation and, and getting swept away with sin, we must remember that God is a righteous judge. And we don't want to get swept away and, and be under, under uh, condemnation from God. Right? It's, it's important that we, that we allow ourselves to be, to be being made new or being recreated every day. Because it's, it's not just here on earth that we're new creations. We want to be in heaven as a new creation. Because we, we, we find that he is the one who delivers us here on earth and he delivers us from death. He delivers us from death and we don't see that right now. But as, as believers in Christ, we have great deliverance. That we have a hope and a joy knowing that one day, no matter what the world is like, one day we get to go to heaven and be with him in paradise forever. So it's easy to get swept away today. But if we keep our minds focused on the deliverance for, that we have for eternity, it's easier to, to not get swept away in this, this irritation and this bothersome stuff. And we see that, that because of Jesus coming, dying, and rising from the dead and then sending the Holy Spirit, we have the same God that Elisha had inside of us every day. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, uh, he said, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you till the very end of the age. Isn't it wonderful that all authority in heaven and on earth, so, so God is the God of deliverance from, from ourselves, from evil, from other people's uh, negative thoughts and other people's negative things, but God is the God of deliverance, and God is inside of us if we have accepted him as our Savior. All authority, whatever that means, if it's, if it's you, you know, if there's things in your own mind 
that you're getting swept away with, or if it's other people you're getting swept away with, or if there are, you know, evils in the world that are tempting and tricking and, and causing you to stumble. Whatever the case may be, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus, and he gives us to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have deliverance and miracle-working power living inside of us. Isn't it amazing that the God of Elijah is living inside of you? We've been talking about Elisha, and and so God... Uh, in, in the Old Testament, God, the Holy Spirit would come upon people, right? And so Elijah and Elisha, they were the prophets. They were the mouthpiece of God. So they, they had the Holy Spirit living inside of them. And they performed miracles and they did amazing things. Now it is poured out for all believers. Peter says that my, uh, it's uh, James. No, excuse me. Joel, excuse me, Joel, he prophesied that in the in the last days, my spirit will be poured out for all who believe. And that's all of us. If we have put our trust and our, our lives in Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So that miracle working deliverance power is on is in, in every single one of us. If we are willing to accept it and live by it, because just because the that miracle working delivering Delivering powers on the inside of us doesn't mean we can't choose to not do it. We can still fall and not listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We can still fall and get consumed with the irritations that lead to sin. So there's a war going on. Remember, there's a war going on. So don't be, don't be caught off guard because we, we are in a fight. Just like if you're in a, in a real war, you can't just sit there, um, and, you know, hope it goes away. Well, if I close my eyes, maybe the enemy will stop shooting at me. No, that's not what happens. You need to be on the ready. You need to be on your guard because the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. And sometimes the easiest way he gets to devour us is from ourselves. Sometimes we're the ones who help him the greatest by devouring ourselves, by putting our, our, our hope and trust in selfishness. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty strong guy. I can do it on my own. Right? But it's the Holy Spirit's power that really gives us deliverance. But if we humble ourselves and obey, then we have that miracle working power on each one of us, on our lives, so that when, when, when those, those things come and, and, and you get bad news or, or something happens, you, you can say, instead of, saying, oh, no, and falling on the floor, right? Like, to do the whole toddler thing. I'm not going to do it because I'm up here. But, you know, falling on the floor, oh, kick your feet, right? Instead of doing that, maybe only in your mind, you can say, you know what? That's frustrating. But I will choose to be delivered through Christ because I know he is the one who is ultimately in control. I have a story. I have a story from my own life um, a hand, many years ago. Uh, I used to work for American Eagle Outfitters, and um, I used to work in their mail room. So I just I just gave mail to all the office people, and uh, it was it was fine, you know, it was a decent job. Um, but then, at the time, I actually had a photography business also. So I I was a professional photographer, and I was working in a mail room. And so, American Eagle, if you don't know, is a clothing company. I'm not wearing any, so I, never mind. Um, but they're a clothing company, and they're actually based in Pittsburgh. Their their home office is in Pittsburgh. And so 
as an employee, I got to see open jobs, right? And so one of the open jobs was a merchandise photographer. If you don't know what that is, that's the people who who take pictures for online, right? You just stand there and you take a picture of a shirt, flip it over, take another picture. But so I applied for this job and I really believed and, you know, Robin can can attest to it. We we were really sure that God wanted us to have this job. It was it was a lot of money. It was in downtown Pittsburgh where I was already working. It would have been a great job and I felt like I was I was this this was it. You know, God was going to do something great and this is where we were supposed to be. This is what was going on, right? And then so as as I applied and and then some time passed, I was I you know, both of us were were so excited. This was this was this was it, right? But then they didn't give me the job. And we were angry. You know, we, we, instead of, instead of choosing to say, okay, we know God has a bigger plan. God sees our tomorrow when we can't see our tomorrow. We chose to be angry and let that, that irritation, that frustration, thinking that, oh, this was what we were supposed to do. This is what we were supposed to be. We put so much hope and trust in something. That God didn't have a plan. That wasn't God's plan. So we allowed that anger to turn into uh, bitterness and stuff like that. And it was something we we worked through because we let that anger and frustration turn to sin in our lives. But then after after some time, um, you know, other things came up, and and now looking back, it's easy to see. Right? They say hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy to see. That God had a bigger and a better plan for our lives. But at the time, it's easy to get so frustrated and so caught up in, in one thing. And when you get irritated with that thing, you say, oh, well, you know, this, you get so angry and so mad, it's easy to get frustrated and let that frustration fester. And when it festers, it turns into sin. So what do we do when we do get irritated and frustrated? Because it's not wrong to get angry. But it's wrong to let your anger turn into sin. So Colossians 3, 5 through 10 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the earthly nature. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the earthly nature. And then he goes on to to specify some uh, sins. He says sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. And sometimes those evil desires, right? Maybe we were stuck in thinking that, that the money was going to be great or this or that. There were evil desires we had hoped for or greed, which leads to idolatry. Because these, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Just like Gehazi fell into greed and his evil desires. The wrath of God was on him. And I'm not saying we're going to experience something like leprosy, but there is a judgment day that we will all experience one day. Do we really want to experience the wrath of God or the mercy of God on that day? When we walk in uh, to the to the pearly gates of heaven, go up there and say, look, I'm, I'm in the book. None of us want to hear, turn away from me, I never knew you. Because we all need Jesus to be the one who helps us. Then he goes on to say, uh, you used to walk in these ways in life. Uh, in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourselves of such things as anger, malice, rage, slander, filthy language from your lips. 
And do not lie to each other, since you have taken off the old self and its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of Christ. How do we stand firm in the faith? Daily, we take off the old self. We put on the new self that is being renewed in the knowledge and in the image of Christ. Because we want to be Christ's likeness, right? We want to be the, the image bearers of Jesus on earth. We want to be lights of the world. Christ calls us to be the light of the world, a city on a hill. We don't want to fall into temptation, but we want to put off the old self and its old ways. So we must live in the new self every day. And if you've never experienced that, if you've never experienced Christ, uh, please let me know. My phone number is in everybody's envelope. Give me a call. Give me a text. And I would love to talk with you more because we can't really do altar time like we might do in a regular service. But I would love to talk to you more if you don't know Christ's miracle working power to allow you to have the new self. And then lastly, James 4 Eight, uh, excuse me, seven and eight says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you as you draw yourselves near to God each and every day. As as a lot of us may be at home more often, maybe you're working from home, maybe you're not working, whatever's going on, draw closer to God. Allow this time where you're you're stuck inside or maybe you're you're, you're stuck with your spouse Maybe more time than you normally would be. I don't know. Um, allow this time to help you draw closer to God. Do a Bible study together. Look, pray together. Seek God's face. Do more that it will help you every day to draw closer to God. Because just because you have put on the new self and you're a Christian doesn't mean that's where it ends. Daily, renew your mind, renew your heart. As as single people, as married people, as families. Take the time. Maybe you have more time. Maybe you don't have more time. Whatever the case may be, set aside time to renew your mind through Christ so that you can be his image bearers and you don't get swept away in the frustration. But in the frustration, you have peace and you have joy and you have hope, knowing that we don't know what the tomorrow brings, but God does. And he will deliver us from from our minds that are frustrated, from our hearts that, that, that grow anger and malice and all those things that can happen in our hearts and from the thing that's happening in the world he will deliver us if we're obedient and we stand in the faith knowing that he is in control he knows the tomorrow he knows what's going to happen if we trust in him for our deliverance and our hope he will do it amen so today Believe in the miracle that you can't see. Just because it's in your heart or your mind or someone else's heart or mind, know that it is an amazing miracle. Someone being recreated every day. We can experience that miracle if we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and to teach us. Every day we can experience a miracle that we can't see. Let me pray. Lord God, I thank you so much, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you are great and you are mighty, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask that you that you help us, Father God, help us to um, help us to be your image bearers, Lord Jesus. We want to we want to know and show you to everyone we meet, Lord Jesus. Help us to um, 
to be people who are the light of the world, Lord God. We, we want to show your, show your love and your light to everyone we meet, Lord God. And Father God, as we, as we're in this time of, of irritation and frustration, no matter what the irritation is, Lord Jesus, Father God, help us to, to know and trust that you are the deliverer. You are the one who sets us free. You're the one who, who takes care of us, Lord Jesus. And we don't need to, we don't need to get stuck in the frustration because you are the one who helps and guides us. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.